It is, uh, <coughs> again, with great joy that I'm able to uh, stand before you all and proclaim the Word of God. I'm, again, in apologies for the uh, voice issue that I'm having, so uh, those of you that know me well know that this is not even normal volume level. Like, the little scratchiness that you're hearing is not normally there either, and so, um, but appreciate uh, just everything, and I truly mean that. One, I know I'm a lot. I'm a lot to take in, right? If you don't know me and you don't know that this is like my normal MO, like no matter where you see me, whether behind my own pulpit or preaching somewhere else or in my you know, secular work or wherever it is, I try to be joyful and uh, want to be joyful and desire to be joyful. And so uh, I'm just loud by nature. Now, if, if it, it, the times are appropriate when, uh, when uh, it's time to be serious, uh, such as almost getting detained in the state of New York on Wednesday um, for 11 hours, I was very quiet and respectful. True story. It's been a lot of fun. Driving a big box truck for our company, tried to sell it, didn't have one of the things I was supposed to have, and uh, the, uh, the uh, patrolman there. So really, that would have been a neat call. Brother Jason, I'm not going to make it. Oh, yeah, I, I expected that. No. Brother Jason, I'm stuck in New York. Oh, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Literally in jail, brother. Oh. <laughs> but God is good. I didn't have to say any of that. So, uh, but we're, we're, we're very thankful to be here. Listen, as I said, I know I know I could be a lot to take in. I know that that happens. But you all are awesome. And, you know, when, when they shake hands and you smile back, I love that. That is, that is fantastic. Uh, one, of the, one of the worst things right now about not having my full voice is I haven't been able to sing. And you all, it is just beautiful to hear the singing stepped out very quickly. I could hear it a little bit through the open windows. And you come back in and the fullness of the volume of the voices that are in here and the joy that is behind singing is just wonderful. I have enjoyed the uh, messages. I've enjoyed the specials and the singing in the conference uh, very, very much. It's been a great blessing to me. Um, my work does uh, require some travel, and uh, there's no place I'd rather travel to than the house of the Lord. And so, no matter how much travel I do, coming here is right and is good. And thank you all for coming. Uh, thank you all for the tremendous uh, offering, the uh, hospitality, the room, the food, the small snack bag. Um, <laughs> next year, no, I'm just kidding. How can you go more? Like, I, I mean, seriously, we're good on snack. <laughs> uh, that'll be very helpful for the drive home. I do apologize, Brother Jack and the church, as we'll Dine and I will be leaving um, after lunch sometime and uh, will not be able to be here through uh, the entire meeting. But again, I thank you. <coughs> again, thank you, Brother Jason, and uh, for the friendship we have had uh, through the years and um, just the encouragement. Uh, we're able to be one to another and um, just appreciate it very much. Turn with me, if you will, and as you're turning, if you are able, please stand as I read God's Word. We'll be in the book of Matthew, chapter 6. Oh, by the way, the air in my Jeep started working again. <laughs> so, if, if your air kicks on while I'm preaching, <laughs> wow. <coughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Matthew, chapter 6, beginning in verse 5. And when thou prayest, thou 
shall not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and in the corner of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask Him. After this manner, therefore pray ye. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us, and for, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. (coughs) We'll stop there, certainly, and look again to our Lord in a word of prayer. Our most gracious heavenly Father, we do thank you for your love to us, your mercy, your grace, and your watch care over us. We thank Thee, our Lord, for the day that You have provided and blessed us with and for allowing us the privilege of coming into the house of the Lord. I thank You for Beverly Manor Baptist Church and hosting this conference. I thank You for Brother Jason, Sister Joy, and the children and and just all of the work and the labor of love that goes into this. And Father, we pray and ask that we have been a blessing as they have been a blessing to us. And I ask, Lord, that You would be with me this afternoon as I servant. And may You be with my voice, Lord. May You give me liberty and ability and unction from on high to present thy word in truth and in love. And I ask, Father, that if there are any here today that are lost, that know you not as Savior, that this would be the day of salvation, that they come to know you in the full pardon and forgiveness of sin. And I ask, Lord, that you would lead us now and guide us. Forgive us of our sins in these things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may remain standing while I preach. No, I'm just kidding. You may be seated. (laughs) I mean, I'm standing, right? It's all right. I'm kidding. All right. Uh, We're going to now come to this section here uh, in the Sermon on the Mount of when you pray. (coughs) Our Lord is not quite halfway through the sermon yet. I mean, it's, it's getting there. He's getting there. And as he's going and he's continuing to deliver this message again to the disciples, has already been covered, and to the multitudes and to those that are listening He now addresses a vital element of our daily life, and that is to pray. And as I said, while God inspired the Apostle Paul and Timothy and others in the New Testament to write these very words, these very instructions, as I taught on Friday night, as I preach on Friday night, as we cultivate Christian character, are the basics from God Almighty, the Lord Jesus Christ, that teaches us how to pray. This is, as Brother Jason just mentioned, a model prayer for us as believers. As everything that has been mentioned, Brother Lewis, Brother Jack, 
our Lord exemplified and did everything perfectly in this life and what He taught us. Our Lord prayed to the Heavenly Father, the God-man, the Lord Jesus Christ, and now teaches us on how to pray. You and I know that there has been multitudes of sermons preached about prayer. There is multitudes of books written about prayer. But there is none better. There is nothing better in this entire universe to learn about prayer than God's very Word from the Lord Jesus Christ. I appreciate other writings. I appreciate other things. But the Lord taught us in His Word on how to pray. And this prayer (coughs) is a wonderful pattern to be followed as we go before Almighty God, our Heavenly Father. Now, not only are these words that we can use, you understand, you can, after this manner, and we'll get to verse 9 after a little while, you can use these words, but this is a model, this is an example When I prayed just a few moments ago before the sermon, you didn't read in the model prayer in Matthew chapter 6 about my voice. And I asked the Lord to bless my voice. You didn't read that in there. And so again, it's not that we're going to use the model prayer as these are the only words that we can say. Though if you're praying this prayer, praise God, it's God's Word. You can use God's Word. But it is an example of how we ought to pray when you you pray is the teaching that we have listed in for us here. Again, our Lord didn't say necessarily here, well, He didn't say here, pray in these words. He said, after this manner, in this example. This is a prayer pattern, not as a substitute for what is in your heart. You can continue to pray what is on your heart and on your mind. (coughs) There's a lot to unpack as we go through. I'm going to emphasize as we get down to verse 9 and go into that when you pray. But there are some things before that, isn't there? And so it is that he instructs. Again, there was a lot of things that our Lord is correcting, such as what the Apostle Paul did under the inspiration of God as he was writing uh, to the churches, right? He was instructing them, teaching them. Uh, The Lord revealed error, and then the Lord taught, um, you know, uh, through His Word on how to correct that error. And so, um, the Pharisees, they had it, they had, the hypocrites, excuse me, had it a bit off. (laughs) And so, our Lord begins by calling it out. And throughout this sermon, I mean, he calls out the hypocrites hard. And we get our feelings hurt by just using the word hypocrites without even calling it out. Both brethren have already said, hey, we get to come and preach. And then, like, Dinah and I, we're, like, escaping right under the radar right after lunch. So you really want to have time to get mad at me. And he says in this instruction, and when. Not if. You understand how important that is. 
God, and again, there are so many other passages of Scripture that we can use about prayer. But in this Sermon on the Mount, <coughs> with all of the instructions that our Lord has already given and will continue to give, He doesn't say, and if you feel like praying, and when thou prayest. He begins very <coughs> boldly right after that, thou shall not be. Here's what your here in your prayer, don't do that, don't be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have the reward. That's the best it gets for them. <laughs> here I am, I'm praying. Can you hear me? Oh, Heavenly Father, our Lord, we love you, God. Standing in the corners in the streets with no other intention to just be seen of men. Now, I'm not preaching against street preaching. We're talking about praying. <laughs> you understand? The Lord says, don't do that. But thou, you, you and I, when thou prayest, again, not if, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, Pray to thy Father. Pray to thy Father, which is in secret. <coughs> and thy Father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. Our Lord describes that this that prayer here, and we'll, we'll, we can talk about corporate prayer, we can do things, but right here, He points to me, but thou, you, Justin, and you, child of God, when thou, when you prayest, enter. That is private, that is personal, and that is for you and your heavenly Father. As I said, we are not to make a show out of it. We're not to make a production out that we are praying. We just pray to the Father. Now, I don't know how many of you have seen the movie War Room. I'm a fan of the Kendrick Brothers movies. I watch them quite often. And Miss Clara, she had a prayer closet. And she had prayer requests, and she had things, and she would go in, and she was a prayer warrior. <laughs> she would pray. She would pray for others. She'd pray that the Lord would reveal others. And there's just so many great messages in that, in that, uh, in that movie. I'll not take the time. But I want to make sure I say something else. You might be thinking, I don't have a specific closet that I can close the door. It's okay. Do you have a private place that you can go and you can pray to the Father in secret? And that, that's what it's about. I, uh, I, I don't have a closet um, that I can go just and pray. And I have spots downstairs in the basement. I can go uh, to the, the church study. There are places that I go to pray. My closet's full of clothes, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. I know in the movie they like threw away their threw out their clothes but they, it was a big house they had other places to put the clothes. I don't have that. You go and you pray. It's not about the production. It's not about the being seen of men. It's about that personal relationship that you have <coughs> with the Father through the Son the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says in verse 7, but when you pray, you've already heard me point it out, 
Not yet at all have you read if you pray. Every one of these verses, what have you read? When, when, when. Use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think they shall be heard for their much speaking. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, there are so many people, right? And you heard me do it. I tried to shout on the rooftop a little bit there. That just by using a lot of words, filling up the time, filling up the gap, filling up the space, and just saying the same thing over and over and over and over again, just to say the same thing and fill the time and fill the space and fill the gap. The Lord says, don't do that. Don't use the vain repetitions. And there are many people, not only in our prayer lives, but then also just as, as children of God that go around and they, they tell you, they tell you how much they love God. Oh, I love God, 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 I love God. I'm telling you, God is first, God is first. And they're, they're never at church, they're never doing anything, all this stuff, but that's not my message. Stick to the message. They'll do it in their prayer lives too, won't they? Just repeating to repeat. Just repeating to make it seem that you are more spiritual than you potentially are. Now, I don't know your hearts, and I'm not trying to be a judge because I'm not the judge. And I'll tell you, prayer is work, folks. That's both of the messages, cultivating Christian character. And there is, there is you, you, the devil doesn't want you praying and having a good relationship with God the Father, period, period. Exclamation point, actually. And so when you go in to pray, it's easy to get discouraged. Not if, when. Because all of a sudden you go in with great intentions and you want to you be like Miss Claire and you want to have that prayer clause and you want to go in and you want to go to that secret place and you want to shut that door and all of a sudden you go and you start praying, Our Heavenly Father or Our Father, that, uh, that, that, um, and you're reciting the model prayer, sorry. Who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And you start to pray and then all of a sudden... All of a sudden, you've started to think about five or six different things. You didn't intend to. You didn't want to. But it happened. And you're like, got to pop back into prayer. But now you can't get your mind off of that. It takes work. You have got to be committed. Now, I know that not every prayer that we pray, you're going to have all of this time, right? The Bible, after all, says to pray without ceasing. And the Lord our God honors even the briefest of prayers. I want to make sure that I say that and make sure you understand that. But certainly, as our Lord is teaching, and as we've mentioned, the greatest sermon ever preached, and commits this many verses to prayer, then I think we ought to take heed, and we know that we need to pray after this manner, okay? When you pray. <coughs> That's the heart of the manner, matter that we are to pray to our Heavenly Father who knows our needs and yet He still desires that we talk with Him in prayer. That we <coughs> come to Him with all our needs and bring them to Him. He knows them and we're going to talk about that. So let's get into the message. First of all, <coughs> first of all we see the address. In verse 9, again, after this manner, we, I mentioned it many times, the model prayer. <clears throat> these are not the only words that you ever have to say, but these are good words, that's for sure. But don't substitute for praying what is on your heart. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Here's the address. We open, the Lord opens in teaching us about how to pray with the great declaration upon to whom we are praying. Our Father. And more than that, watch this, 
uh, which art in heaven, right? And so He is our heavenly Father. When you pray, as you go to the Lord in prayer, I'm telling you, don't neglect to know who it is you're praying to. We are praying to the very God of the entire universe. The very God that saved your soul. And so when He is, as the address opens, as the model prayer opens, we are praying to our Father. That is, to declare who He is. To declare the glory of God the Father. Our Father, which art in heaven. He is upon whom we are praying. What... What the Lord is focusing us to here at the very beginning of His instruction and at the very beginning of this model is He's teaching us on prayer. <laughs> that we come, and when we come, not again, if, not if, but when we come, we come in the name of God the Father, our Father. And beloved, you know what that does? It raises our affections to Him. It confirms our confidence in God. And the awesomeness of what it means to pray. That we're not just coming selfishly. Brother Jack mentioned a few moments ago. That we come acknowledging who he is. It's been many years ago, but when I first went through this sermon, that hit me pretty hard. That I don't want to just start my prayer without acknowledging Almighty God as our Heavenly Father. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. (coughs) Our primary duty in prayer is designed to give God the preeminence in our thoughts, desires, and supplications. In everything that we do, we are to give God the glory in our selfless acts, in our um, uh, being salt and light, and the Beatitudes, and all the things, again, that our Lord is teaching us here, and, uh, and placing together in this model sermon from the model preacher, and the perfect example in all things, to give God the glory. <coughs> because as I've already said, and as it's already been told, just like every other aspect of our lives, we can become very selfish. And that's why we need this model prayer, this when you pray, to give God the glory first. I I know in my own life, I know in my own prayer life, I'm not going to be able to rightly pray unless the glory of God is dominant in my heart and in my desire. And I struggle just like the rest of you when I go to God to pray. Please do not think for a moment, and I'm not saying that you do. I'm not saying that you think that preachers are exempt from not, you know, from having an easy prayer or, you know, that their prayer life is easy. I'm not thinking that you think that, but I'm saying that you might be thinking that. (laughs) I struggle too. It's easy for me to wander and think about multiple other things, family, sermon, uh, yard that needs to be cut, uh, you know air conditioning that's not working, voice that may not come back. It's hard for me not to sing with you all. All right, I already said that. All right. Setting our affections on God. Okay. Focus. The glory of God, as I said, is to be our chief and great concern and needs to come 
first in our prayers. That's what he says. That's the model prayer. Even in our briefest of prayers, our chief concern should be to honor <coughs> Excuse me, God's holy name. Boy, that was loud. You woke up there. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Number two, we pray in our Father's will. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, verse 10, as it is in heaven. So as I said, we are bent towards selfishness. We are bent towards our own pridefulness. We are bent towards our own way. So here at the beginning of this prayer that our Lord is teaching to us on how we are to pray, He again instructs us that our minds and our affections, our hearts' desires need to be set on, on the Heavenly Father. That helps keep that perspective. And so then the very next thing, we haven't even started asking for anything yet. We're really getting our hearts and our minds aligned with the things of God, understanding and knowing that my prayer doesn't change the mind and the will of God my prayer helps align me to the will of God. That's what I'm doing to get close to the Father. That's my desire is to get close to the Father. Don't think for a second that by my, my prayer that I've changed the will of God. No, that's been settled from eternity past, forever and ever. That's been settled. But what it does is it aligns me to my Heavenly Father and gets me where I need to be. And so, Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Lord, I don't know what it now can get deep into the revealed will of God and the uh, permissive will of God and all these things. God does reveal to us portions of his will. Pray without ceasing and everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as a manner of some is. Those are revealed. <laughs> he tells us. <coughs> there are other parts. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'll make it back home to Ohio. God does. He knows. I'm going to pray. Diane and I will pray before we leave that God will give us safe passage. But I'm going to pray, Lord, thy will be done. Because his ways are greater than what my ways, and his ways are higher than my ways, and all those things. But again, understand <coughs> that as our Lord is teaching this to us here, it is to align our hearts aright. It's not about Justin Meyer, but I want to think about you, Lord, and your will for my life. Our Father's will. <coughs> it is our confession that the will of the Lord will be done, even if humanly we don't seem to like what's going on. <laughs> Still, we pray thy will be done. Lord, thy will be done. There are multiple passages in the Old Testament, evil, wicked rulers and kings. There would be those that are devout and following after the things of God. Probably weren't too keen on what was going on, and yet there is that remnant, that faithful, that stay committed to the word and be salt and light. So pray to the Father. The model prayer, we are praying and confessing to God, again, that His will shall be done. And that we need to be in prayer, that we're following after the will of God, shown to us in His Word. I gave you a few examples already. So as we go to the prayer closet, or the prayer area, or the private place, in the private time of prayer, make sure... And ask 
that whatever decisions that are going on in our life, whatever activities we are involved in, that our children are involved in, that it's after the will of God. He gives us a lot, okay? We, we can know that, that our children should not be involved in... Um, I, could, I could talk about... He gives us a lot in his revealed word <laughs> that I shouldn't be involved in. We don't have... There's, there's a lot... That's not a gray area. There's a lot of black and white. And so... We're good justifiers. We're good rationalizers. We're good at making our flesh feel comfortable. When you're serious about prayer, listen, I'm not I'm just being real. When you're serious about prayer, when you're seriously seeking the will of the Father, you will find that there are things in your life that are going to be cut out. That the Lord will convict you as you're following His will. Not your own, but his. So you see, the Lord is calling them out. <laughs> you hypocrites, you've been living, you've been doing, you've been doing all this. Are you seeking the will of the Father? Number three. It is then that our Lord shows us in this, pray after this manner, that we begin to ask for our daily needs. That's our third, of course, third point. Give us this day <coughs> our daily bread. Our daily bread refers primarily to the supply, primarily to the supply of our temporal needs, such as food, raiment, <coughs> housing. Notice again, it's not the first words out of our mouth. Lord, I need this. Lord, I need that. Lord, just provide. Just give me. What do you do? No, that's not the first words. We honor the Lord and we seek his will. You notice that. I, I've made the time and taken the time to try to explain that the very best that I could. We go to God and most humbly ask him for the daily provisions that we stand in need of. Now, the great news is we don't need to worry about where it comes from. Just trust God that he will provide. <laughs> After all, it says in the book of Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, it says, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Not some of it, but all of it. And there have definitely been times in my life, in our life, where you know, we, we, we talk about it. We, we talk about the ramen noodle days. <laughs> we were striving to get up to red bologna days. And what I mean by red bologna, you know, the one with the like, red string on it that you had to peel off. Yeah, we were wanting to get there. We were still at ramen noodle days. But I'm doing all right. <laughs> I survived. As I said Friday night, I don't even know what it really truly feels like to be that hungry. Right? My Lord has abided, or I mean provided for me abundantly through the years. <coughs> We're spoiled. You know it. I know I know it. I'm spoiled. Uh, I've been mentioned, right, we can drive down to the grocery store, we can pick up tons of food, we can do all that, we can fill our ice boxes, we can do all of those things, and, and what that does is that actually, that hinders us from remembering to ask and pray to the Lord to provide for us daily. Because we look and we see, well, we've got tons of provision, and so why in my prayer do I need to remember to ask the Lord to provide for me daily? Have any of you ever had your freezer just go out? 
I am. I'm not saying the Lord always does the same thing. I'm just giving examples. We ought to be content with that which the Lord has given us. And listen, God doesn't have to give an account to you or me of why some people have more and why some people have less. He doesn't have to do that. He's God. We must remain humble before the Lord and ask Him for the daily provision. Give us this day our daily bread. That's what it says. Now you might, again, you might be asking yourself, you know, you have uh, everything all neat and tidy and plenty of bread (coughs) in the pantry, a nice car to drive, a nice home to live in, hot water. So then you ask, why daily? Well, I have two quick things right there. Number one, I think because, again, God can take it all away. He can. I'm not saying he will, but he can. And and I think we forget that. But number two, it allows us to remain humble and completely dependent on him. That's what he says in the model prayer. In Luke 11.3, it says, day by day. Give us day by day. By day. All right. Next thing we want to see is we want to talk about forgiveness. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is not the first time forgiveness is mentioned in the Sermon on the Mount. (laughs) To say that we struggle with forgiveness, I think, is an understatement. And I mentioned it Friday, and again, it was already brought out again, and it's not the last time it's going to be mentioned in the Sermon on the Mount. I mean, Matthew 7, verse 1, Judge not that ye be not judged. There again, it's all about this forgiveness. And you and I, we have experienced the greatest forgiveness of all, and we struggle so much with forgiveness. Verse 12, 14, and 15 all talks about forgiveness in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 6. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Verse 14 says, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. And <coughs> again, verse 15, But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Forgiveness. More hurt, more pain has come from unforgiving spirits. And I think we as Christians have more problems with this than any other people I know. Forgiveness. I don't know why. I mean, I can read to you all the verses. I can read to you about letting all of wrath and bitterness and evil speak, all of that in Ephesians chapter 4. We just straight struggle with this one. (coughs) Are we not praying to forgive? It's in our model prayer. After this manner, therefore, pray ye and forgive us our debt. So, you know, I'm going to preach a while there on the beginning part of that. We are saved and we are given a new heart and a new life. And, And yes, all of our sins are forgiven. But that does not give us license to sin. Amen. And so a lot of times we rest in the fact that, you know, if we sin, and I'm going to get into the temptation part in a second, that if we sin, that, you know, in the model prayer we just say, and forgive me, you know, forgive us our sins. Listen, you are, you are breaking fellowship with God. My heart's desire is to get closer to God. Model prayer. Asking the Lord to forgive us and make us a right. Forgive our debtors. Forgiveness.
The Lord Jesus Christ gave this to us in the model prayer because we need it so much. We need to be reminded of forgiveness. Hmm. All right, where are we at? Number five? One, two, three, four, yeah, five. Flee from temptation. Verse 13. Verse 13 for me is two parts. It's going to be uh, number five and number six. <clears throat> and lead us not unto temptation, but deliver us from evil. The Bible teaches us that we are to stay away from even the appearance of evil. 1 Thessalonians 5.22, abstain from all appearance of evil. And people, yes, even Baptists, as I said earlier in the message, we love justifying what looks evil and what does not. But even your own common sense tells you what is evil. And if it appears evil as evil or sin, then avoid. Don't know why or where or how we kind of crossed into this where we just morph ourselves to get as close to what we have envisioned as a line of sin and crossing over. I don't know where it all came from. I don't know, but, but stay away. Get away. Flee from these things. Abstain from all appearance of evil. And I'm building on that to get to the beginning part here of verse 13. We are to avoid it. And so we are confessing to God in the model prayer as we pray. Again, it's not substituting all of the words, but this is a good structure. This is a good thing as we go before the Lord in the prayer, right? There's not a lot to remember here. We can remember and we can structure our prayers in this way. Lord, lead me not to temptation. I don't even want to be around it. I want to be around. I don't want to go there. I don't want to be tempted by the devil. All of those different things. In this prayer, we are confessing to God that we need help in this area of our life. And yes, yes, I know. <coughs> we have been ultimately, ultimately delivered from sin. And if you're here and you've been saved by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, you have been you know, delivered and, and forgiven of that sin. But evil is still all around us. And I ask that God would keep us from evil. Because left to myself, I'd be an evil mess. I echo the words of the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 7, verses 17 through 25. In Romans chapter 7, verses 17 through 25. <clears throat> now, it is, now then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. Remember, praying for the will of the Father, folks. For the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Now, if I do that, I would not. It is more than, or it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law that when I do good, evil is present with me. <laughs> For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Now watch. I thank God through, the, through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. So it's all in in through the Lord Jesus Christ. We are praying that God would mortify, that is to put to death, our lust and the evil that we are so easily 
bent towards. We are bent toward being evil. We should make it a daily practice to pray for the grace of God in our lives to keep us from all temptation of sin or anything that lures us away from doing what we should be doing and giving glory to God. And we make a difference as salt and light as we give glory to God. People see it. Before I say any more on that, (coughs) excuse me, let me be very clear. God is not to blame for your sin. He is not the sender of the temptation, but you're asking him to keep you from it because it is a present evil in this world. (laughs) But God is not to blame. Neither tempteth he any man, it says in James. Okay? So I just want to make sure I said that. God is not to blame for your sins. You cannot charge your sins to God. You you sinned. (coughs) Pray that God keeps us away. We must strive daily, as I said, to mortify those lusts and to make no provision for the flesh. There's a lot of verses on that. But let us overcome evil by doing good and having that good conscience. And then the ending. Verse 13 for me. And and yes, there's more about forgiveness that's after, I I know, but it's the ending of the sermon that I'm preaching, not the sermon that the Lord preached. (laughs) For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. (coughs) I love this verse. And so, (coughs) excuse me, as you're praying, as you're thinking through the model prayer, as you're going and you're, you're doing all of these things, right? We've already covered, and when thou prayest, when, 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 we've talked about that. Right? Don't be as the hypocrites are. You don't have to be shouting and, and hollering and using vain repetitions and all of those things. Be not therefore like unto them, verse 8, for your Father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask Him after this manner. And we've talked about all this manner. And then, uh, as we're praying, again, we're already praying for the will of God and, that, and Thy kingdom come. Our thoughts and our emotions and our, and, our, and our lives are drawn back to this very ending here. For Thine, O Lord, for Thine is the kingdom. It is all of God's kingdom, everything, and the power, and the glory forever. When all the forevers are over, amen. It's eternal. It's God's kingdom. He's got all power, and we give him the glory. It's a beautiful ending. We're taught here by our sovereign Lord, not only to ask for the things that are needful for us, but to ascribe unto God which is properly his. Thine is the kingdom and I think, I think thanksgiving and praise are, are good, essential parts of prayer. And I see praise here. That's what I see. And, and, and so oftentimes we get rushed and we, and we want to, you know, and again, God honors the briefest of prayers. But we get rushed and we, and we don't in everything give thanks. And we don't praise God. I mean, praise God for life and praise God for health and praise God for the birds and the sunshine. What a gorgeous day it is outside today. And even if the sun wasn't shining, there is still something to praise God for. There just is. And I know life hurts sometimes. I do. Loss of loved ones hurt, and sicknesses hurt, and loss of jobs hurt. Those that have known me for a while, I, I, I know this. I, can, I am actually a little more toned down than I used to be. That's number one. Hard to believe. Number two, I'm a bit more patient than I used to be. As God instructs me, 
And my job is to instruct my family, and then God has called me to pastor a church. Our perfect model modeled all of this. I must model it in my life. I'm not perfect at it, please. Dinah's sitting there. She's like, Dad, the air went out. And you're like, I can't. I, I don't want to hear with the window down. It's so loud. <laughs> not perfect. Never claimed to be. But when I wrote it, it, it is a modern convenience. It's, it's okay. The vehicle runs great. And the Lord blesses. He gives us more than what we need. And the air's running again. So anyway, <laughs> right? In the grand scheme of things, AC going out. Way down. You understand what I mean. Way down. So, I say that to say, give God the glory, the praise, and the honor. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. (laughs) Praise God. To God be the glory. Great things he hath done. What an encouragement to know that is forever and ever and amen. I trust that God has blessed the reading and the preaching of his word. And uh, may we model and do the things that he says. Thank you for attention to the word of God.